Good evening. This is Mark Lees of Hiker Therapy, Hiker Therapy Life Coaching, coming to you from my town of Oceanside, California, on the west coast of our country. It's a November 1st. Happy November 1st. It's Thursday evening. Happy Thursday evening. So I want to uh, kind of remind us that two more months from today is January 1st, 2019. So we've already lived 10 months of 2018. It goes so fast. I just took down some Halloween decorations that I put up over the last month today. Pretty soon I'll be putting up Christmas decorations here in my home. So that is that. Um, I hope all is well with everyone. I haven't done a podcast in about a month. I've actually, in, in that month time, it's interesting when you look back to projecting yourself ahead, what's coming up for your life. I didn't. I did not pretty much know that the plan for me in 2018, as most of us don't know the plan usually, um, how it was going to evolve. But as of uh, the end of September, I left my employer of four and a half years. I love doing the work. I love working with the people I worked with. I left because I am writing a book and I'm writing a book uh, that I started a year and a half ago. And I didn't want to finish this book. It's my passion. I want to put my energies into this book. And that is what is going on there. Um, briefly, the book is about a story between my son and I, how we reconciled our life, our relationships. It's a story of recovery, reconciliation, love, failures, successes, perseverance, mixed in with the whole idea that hiking is the sport, the activity that brought us together and also evolved into us attempting to climb Mount Whitney, the highest mountain peak in the uh, 48 United States. So I am devoting the next 90 days of my life to doing that. As far as right now, what I want to talk about is a uh, an interesting quote, if you will, or tagline. It's been published around. I've kind of tweaked it a little bit to match my values in my life. It's kind of my mission statement for hiker therapy and even me, Mark, in my life. And that tagline is lead with love, do no harm, and take no shit. And let me break down what that means, and we'll talk about that more in depth here. Uh, leading with love is that we are kind and caring towards everyone. We're kind and caring towards people we don't even want to be kind and caring towards. Do no harm. People are better because of us. When they meet us and then when they either leave us or we move on or something changes that way in a relationship, they are better because of us. And take no shit. That's setting boundaries. So today's topic is going to be lead with love, do no harm, and take no shit. But before we do that, I'm going to do what I customarily do when I do one of these podcasts is teach us a breathing exercise. We may have already done this breathing exercise, but it's nothing wrong with going back and doing it again. But don't forget, breathing exercises help us um, lower the, our, our mood changes, our anxiety. Um when we're faced with stress, anxiety, or having trouble sleeping, breathing exercises are a wonderful thing to slow us down. It actually sends a message to the brain to pull back on the cortisol, to pull back on the adrenaline. Those chemicals get flushed into our system when we anxiety kicks in. So that's what breathing does for us. And it, it doesn't stop like panic attacks, but it will help you with the symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks, lessen them, and eventually help you step away from those. So let's do a breathing exercise here. As always, sit comfortable in the chair. Um, you don't have to get uncomfortable in your chair, but get 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 comfortable, but get get your feet flat on the floor, your hands on your lap. You, you can do it lotus style, or you can just put your hands on your lap comfortably. You can sit down on the floor and cross your legs, lotus style, or you can just sit in the chair. You can also do breathing exercises standing up. If you get panicked or anxious in an elevator, at a baseball game, you're walking around somewhere, you can still stop and do a breathing exercise. 
Um, but it's it's better to do them sitting down because it's our focus. We're not distracted. We're purposely doing this. We're intentionally doing a breathing exercise. So again, sit in your chair, sit upright, get your hands on your lap, uh, feet flat on the floor. And this is called four, seven, eight breathing. I'm sure we've done this before. In fact, I did a whole podcast on breathing exercises. So I think I covered this one. But this is called four, seven, eight breathing. And again, what this will help us do, uh, this will, uh, it'll, it'll help shift the automatic nervous system from a sympathetic fight or flight, right? We kick into that fight or flight. We want to run away uh, into a more parasympathetic response. Our system slows down. The brain actually gets fooled into pulling back on that adrenaline and cortisol. So breathing exercises actually fake the brain out. Then the brain buys into the fact, oh, the system is calming down. I will lessen the effects of anxiety and stress on the system. So they're very effective. So here we go, four, seven, eight breathing. So what I want you to do is breathe in. You can just do a regular breathing in. We don't have to do these diaphragmatically. Just breathe in slowly through your nose on a four count. I'll walk us through all these. On a four count, breathe in through your nose. Hold it for a seven count. And then slowly exhale on an eight count. I'll, walk us, I'll talk us through another one, and hopefully um, as we start doing more of these, already you're starting to relax. I probably should have started out by saying, always do a 0 to 10 scale on your anxiety when you do breathing exercises. How are you feeling 0 to 10, 10 being I'm out of control, 0 being no anxiety? How are you feeling um, with your anxiety level before you start the exercise? So for me, I, I might have just said a, a 6, right? I'm feeling a little bit anxious, not too bad towards the end of the evening here, a little bit anxious. But uh, scale your anxiety 0 to 10, with 10 being off the charts, 0 being there's no anxiety. So let's do another one, number two, uh, rep number two. So breathe in slowly through your nose on a four count. Hold it for a seven count. And exhale on an eight count. And remember that exhale is through your mouth. I'll talk us through one more, then we'll do two without me talking. So again, slowly through your nose on a four count, breathe in, inhale. Hold it for a seven count. And exhale through your mouth slowly on an eight count. So these are called four, seven, eight, right? We're breathing in slowly on a four count. We're holding it on a seven count. And we're exhaling on an eight count. So uh, number four, set number four, if you will, Brett, number four. Let's, uh, or number three. Let's uh, do, I'll start us, but then I'll just let everybody go and do it on your own. So inhale through your nose on a four count. And let's do one more. Inhale through your nose on a four count.
So that's four, seven, eight breathing. Very effective. I'll always try to introduce a new breathing exercise or I'll go over an old one that we did, something previous, to help us learn breathing exercises. Very, very effective for reducing anxiety, stress. Um, when you're wigged out at work, um, your relationships, when something's just out of control for you, breathing exercises are very effective. And they're very healthy for you too. If you ever look at studies of what helps people in life, lowering blood pressure, and anxiety levels and anger, breathing exercises are always at the top. All right, so let's talk about the topic that I want to bring to you. And again, this is almost hikertherapy's mission statement. Um, it, it incorporates a lot of my life values into the three um, sentences, if you will, or three lines of my mission statement, which again is lead with love, which means we're kind and caring to others. Do no harm means others are better because they met us. If we leave somebody or if we don't leave them, their lives have increased, enhanced, enriched because they know us. And finally, um, take no shit. Pardon the emphasis on the take no shit. I mean, that's, I know it's a graphic word. I can't wait to get this printed on a T-shirt. I got to figure that out. But take no shit really means set boundaries. And we'll talk about that, too. So lead with love. Do no harm. Take no shit. So when we talk about lead with love, what does that mean? It's an attitude. It's a, a vibration. It's who we are. It's how we wake up. However you wake up, the shift would be, I'm going to lead with love today towards others, towards my family, towards coworkers. If you're a teacher, towards your students. If you're a student, towards your teachers and your fellow students. Um, leading with love is just an ideal way of living life. Is it easy uh, to lead with love with people that piss us off? No. Is it easy to lead with love? to co-workers that just grade us the wrong way? No. Is it easy to lead with love when our relationships are frustrating us or um, annoying us or, or leaning on us in the wrong way? We're all human beings, whether we're in relationships or not, right? No, it's not easy. But, but I find the hot, whole idea of telling yourself, leading with love towards others, being kind and being caring, um, starts making changes in people that they don't even realize because it's a change you're making in you. If you match up those words with the actions, I'm going to lead with love. Then people will pick up on that vibration. All of a sudden they look at you, they start scratching their chin. There's something different about Mark, their attitude. And I really learned this whole idea at, uh, when I worked with uh, my former job, when I was doing groups and things like that. Um, it's easy to like be disciplinary and it's easy to hold people accountable, which that's, we'll get to that at the end here. Take no shit, but that's not how we're supposed to lead. We're supposed to lead first of all, and foremost with people we work uh, as a counselor, as a therapist sitting across from somebody, I've got to lead with love to this person. I can't all of a sudden judge them and say, well, they're wrong and I'm right. And then quite frankly, much of my life, I kind of had that attitude. If people aren't on board with me, then they're off the list or there's something wrong with them. That's not true at all. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with me either. But if I'm leading with love towards my son, towards people I work with, without judgment, without leading and leading with love for yourself, lead with love for yourself also. Have unconditional love for yourself. That transcends, it vibrates outwardly. Lead with love. We're being kind and caring towards ourselves and towards others. Uh, do no harm. This is almost like the doctor's uh, credo uh, that they say that a doctor does no harm with their patients. I kind of picked up a little bit from that on this. Do no harm. 
Um, others are better because they met us. When people come into our lives, um, whether it's a brief, you've heard of the saying, right? We, we have people in our lives for a season, a reason, a season, or forever. A reason, who knows? Maybe you just meet people one day at Starbucks. There's a reason why your paths crossed. Maybe it's a business thing. Maybe it's just you said hi, and all of a sudden the conversation went into, hey, I'm from that town myself. Who knows? Reason, season, forever. Even in that reason, that person that you met at Starbucks today is better off because they met you, right? That ties into lead with love, right? You see how this works? It's trickle-down effect. If we lead with love, and then all of a sudden when we meet people, they're better because they met us. Their lives are enriched. Is this going to happen to every single human being that comes into our life? No. But it's a way to look at people in um, how do we make them better. And, and a lot of times we need to be reminded of this, by the way, right? We don't even know the people that we affect in our world around us. Of course, if we're in families, we know that tight circle there, that bubble of our children, our parents. We all know how we all rub off, our vibration rubs off, our energy rubs off on each other there. But do you know that there are people at work, there's people in life that you don't even know that you're affecting, you're influencing them. them. I remember I worked at a job many years ago and the supervisor came up to me and said at one point, you know, you're always being watched. And this is way before all idea of video cameras were everywhere, right? And he didn't mean that stalkingly, pardon the term, and that certainly wasn't around that many, 20 years ago or so when I'm talking about this job. But people are watching us all the time. We influence people rightly or wrongly, without judgment, by the way. So our actions carry outwardly. They vibrate outwardly. So people are better off because they met us. That's the goal. Do no harm. People are better off because they met us. Professionally, the people you're working with, sitting across from, working for, they're better because they met you. A company is better because they met you. A person, a relationship, even if the relationship doesn't last forever. Remember, everything's temporary in life, right? Remember that. Everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. So in that temporary time we have with people, we leave them, they're better because they met us. And if a relationship ends or we move on, we leave a job, we go to a school, we leave a school, people in that whole relationship space, that time we all have together are better because they met us. So that's do no harm. And then finally, um, take no shit. Take no shit is just setting boundaries, Right. It's setting boundaries in our life. What's a boundary? It's a, bo- a boundary is basically, I can break it down real simple into two words. Saying no when we need to say no and saying yes when we need to say yes for ourselves. A boundary is a definite place where our responsibility ends and another person begins. It stops us. It stops me from doing things for another person that they should be doing for themselves. Setting a boundary. A boundary also prevents you from rescuing someone, right? We all know what rescuing is, right? Fixing. We step in and we save the day. This happens all the time with coworkers at work. It happens in families. It happens in relationships. It happens in a lot in the world of addiction and codependence. We rescue. We fix. So a boundary prevents you from rescuing someone from the consequences of their destructive behavior that they need to experience in order to grow. I'll repeat that. A boundary also prevents you prevents you from rescuing someone from the consequences of their destructive behavior that they need to experience in order to grow. In other words, you let the person fall. I'm not going to go into the whole idea of addiction. That'll be another podcast. But in the addictive um, process, the addictive patterns of behavior, the addict always has the enabler. 
the enabler is very, very poor, very, very weak at setting boundaries. They actually enable, help the addict's behaviors continue because they do not say no, right? Big capital on no, by the way, N-O. I see it all the time with parents. I'm a parent, and I was a parent who never said no. I'm just kind of learning this as my son gets on in life to say no to him, and it's okay, or to say yes to me, and that's okay, right? A lot of times, we say no when we should be saying yes, and we say yes when we should be saying no. An example of that would be um, somebody asks something of you that you either can't, won't, or just don't have the time to provide, yet you still say yes. When you can really, it's okay to say no, right? Set a boundary. And we don't say yes because we put other people's needs over our own, right? Um, if somebody offers you something, a bottle of water, so many times I've done this with, with all my clients that I used to work with, I would always have water in my office, a bottle of water, I would hand it to them. And the majority of the time they would say no. Because they weren't, but later on in our conversation, in our counseling session, they say, hey, can I have that bottle of water? No, sure, maybe they weren't ready for the bottle of water yet. But we, we kind of don't want to fulfill our own needs that we need at the time. We need something. It's okay to say yes, right? So we mix that up. A lot of times we should be saying no, we say yes. And a lot of times we should be saying yes, we say no, right? We all know what that means, right? We, you ever do the automatic yes? You say yes to somebody, something, a person place or thing, right? A, a work, a management, um, a relationship, a lover, a friend, uh, a partner, a classmate, a teacher. We automatically say yes. And then we walk away and go, what, what did I just do? What did I just do? Taking no shit prevents you from becoming a doormat. And what I mean by that is, and we, I think we all know what that means. People walk over us, a doormat, you walk across it, walk over it. People walk over us, we set boundaries, because if you don't, you will build resentments. You will, part, here's a good quote, you will drink the poison and expect the other person to die. A resentment is a silent demand. A resentment is the person that you're mad at doesn't even know that you're mad at them. They never will know, because you don't talk to them, right? We're too passive. We don't go to somebody, look, we need to talk. You don't have to be aggressive, but you do have to be assertive. You have to get your needs met in life. That's a whole topic I did, by the way. Go back to my other podcast, and you will see something on, on boundaries there under podcasts, all the different podcast sites that I'm on. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say yes. We need to. So take no shit is just setting boundaries. I find the biggest time that we need to set boundaries is in relationships. That's probably the big one. Families, uh, lovers, people in our lives that we're very close to, we just let them walk all over us. We never say no to them. Boundaries getting your needs met. It's saying no. It's saying yes. It's not putting yourself on the bottom. Think of a stack of pancakes. I talked about this in my boundaries podcast. And we're the bottom pancake. And nine other pancakes are on top of us. And we're glad to have those nine other pancakes on top of us at the moment, except it all starts weighing very heavily on the bottom pancake. And that results in resentment, anger, and not getting our needs met. Uh, setting a boundary, you're being heard. Somebody hears you. They do not have to accept what we tell them. It's not our responsibility. Remember, that's a boundary right there. It's not our responsibility that other people accept what we say to them, but at least we're being heard. Uh, setting limits that you are comfortable with. And it's not easy, by the way, setting boundaries. It provide, it, it, for many clients I work with, um, it uh, makes anxiety for them. It provides anxiety for them. It, it's hard. It's awkward. And if you haven't done it before, it's very hard to do. It's a slow process. It is a process. It's not overnight. Just because you hear me say it right now on this podcast does not mean, oh, my God, thank God Mark said that to me. It's all good now. It, you're going to flounder with it, but practice it all the time. 
take no shit, setting boundaries. Um, again, it's being assertive. It doesn't mean you're aggressive. You don't have to come at somebody hardcore, but just being assertive. So getting needs met, saying no, saying yes, don't put yourself on the bottom. I think we all know what that means. Please listen to my podcast on boundaries and you'll get more uh, in depth about what we're talking about here. So the tagline that I'm creating these days, or I live by, I'm creating it on t-shirts. I'm making bracelets. Go to my uh, website, www.hikertherapy.com. My bracelets are on there. I charge, pardon me, I charge a nominal fee just for the shipping kind of thing. I think they're three bucks if you want one. Um, my T-shirts will be coming up on there uh, soon online, and, and the T-shirt will say something, but we're just talking about here the tagline. Uh, lead with love, do no harm, take no shit. Lead with love, be kind and caring. Always lead with love, be kind and caring towards others. Every day, wake up and lead with love. Do no harm. Um, others are better because they know us. Others are better because they are influenced by us. Remember, there's people you do not even know about in your family, friends, uh, work. You don't even know how they're affecting them, and you are. And then finally, take no shit. Set a boundary. So like I said, uh, this is uh, Mark Lee's Hiker Therapy, Hiker Therapy Life Coaching. Please follow me on Instagram at uh, Hiker Therapy Life Coaching. Please go to my website www.hikertherapy.com and you can learn more about me, who I am, what I do. I'm in San Diego County. If you're in the county, you can contact me. My phone number is 760-215-2112, 760-215-2112. I'll be glad to speak with you. Um, if you want to go out on hikes with me, that's what I do. I take clients out on hikes instead of in the office face-to-face, which that's effective. People do that all day long. Uh, But I find by going out in nature, using nature as a therapeutic tool, holistic healing and repair takes place. It's a wonderful experience. I have many examples of that on my website. Call me and I can talk to you about that. And please follow along on my podcast. Again, I haven't done one in a month, but I I figured because I'm all wrapped up in doing these T-shirts and bracelets on uh, the topic, uh, the tagline, if you will of hiker therapy, uh, lead with love, do no harm, take no shit. I thought I would do a podcast on it. So thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, November 1st. I know when you listen to this, it won't be November 1st anymore, but uh, have a wonderful rest of the year. I will try to, my goal is always to do one podcast a week. So I need to speed it up a little bit, but I'm trying to sink all my energy into writing my book. The name of my book is going to be Pops Take Us to the, take us to the Top, Pops Take Us to the Top. As you start reading the book, you'll know what that title means. And it's a story about relationships, reconciliation, recovery, love, success, failure, perseverance, and all the things that we need to incorporate into our relationships and using the uh, hiking as a metaphor for all this. So thanks so much for following along and hike on.